Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. above this is episode 35 we are in our between the seasons season yes discussing uh, dear younger me what we wish we knew when we were younger yes i'm karen and i'm here again with my friend brooklyn hello and today what are we going to talk about brooklyn we are going to talk about what we wish we knew before we were wives Ooh, before mm-hmm. marriage i don't know before if i marriage. can remember that far back Whatever. (laughs) I'm so old. Um, Okay, well, let's start by how about tell us how long you've been married, how Mm -hmm. long you've been with your husband, how you met. I don't know, something like that. We'll just Um, start with that. My husband is named Stephen. Um, And, sorry. (laughs) And we have, we did not get married in the in the traditional way that you should have and that's something mm-hmm. that I wish I would have known before I was married but we've been together since high school I think that this year was 11 years that we've been together mm-hmm. and we've been married for 2 years or yeah 2 mm-hmm. years this mm-hmm. year and um we met in high school <laughs> yeah we had lockers yeah. by each other so yeah how about you I don't know how you and Paul met Hmm. Well, Paul and I met when he was in seminary oh. and we had mutual friends. It's, there's a very long story that maybe we'll save for another day, but um, we met, we had mutual friends. I ended up actually getting a job at the seminary. Hmm. Um, we had been introduced before I got the job, but then I got the job and then we started dating. So, yeah. So that was... Um, in 1999 and we got married in the year 2000 so start to finish from when we started dating till we got married was six months okay yeah that's crazy (laughs) yeah maybe six and a half yeah so it was very fast but uh he was 31 and I was 24 so when we got married so we both and I had been through a broken engagement Mm -hmm. and he had you know had plenty of life experience. So we both felt we knew what we were looking for. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So we've been married 22 and a half years now. That's easy to keep track of though. Getting married in the thousands. In the year 2000 was perfect. Yes. (laughs) Because sometimes I forget how long have I been married? Oh, right. We got married in 2020, which I'll never forget either because it was 2020. (laughs) Because no one will ever forget 2020. Oh my. Oh boy. All right. So tell, okay. Since we're just talking about when we got married, Mm -hmm. tell us something that you loved about your wedding day. Oh, I loved the times that I was alone with Steven. Mm. Um, so 
it's it's a thing now, but it's not traditional to do a first look. Mm-hmm. And I actually we did that, and I loved doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had our daughter with us; she was three at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, we did the first look by ourselves, and then we brought Quinn. But it was just nice to be together as a family before. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my favorite part probably mm-hmm. of the whole day was when we were alone and then because then it's just so much also loved our vows uh paul karen's husband married us and he had us write letters mm-hmm. um about why we thought we should marry each other but he did not tell us he was reading them mm. and steven's was way better than mine <laughs> and so were his Aww. vows they were Aww. so good yeah so they always are though he's good with writing words very thoughtful yeah but what was your favorite yeah. part of your wedding day Oh, my favorite part of my wedding day. Mm. Goodness. We got married in August, in August, in June, but it felt like August is what I'm trying to say. Because it was hot? It was so hot. That was not my favorite part. I am trying to remember. It's kind of funny how it all becomes a blur in many ways. Well, it is fast that day, too. The day just, right, evaporates. I, what I did, like, I liked how we did our reception, and I had many people tell me, it was the most fun reception they'd ever been to. I should have planned mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, that, another topic for another day is I am very willing to part with traditions. Like we didn't do a bouquet toss, any mm-hmm. of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, we, our reception was just a party. I said, I don't want people sitting around waiting for me to get there to eat. I want the food out. I want people eating. Yeah. I want the DJ playing. And so like we walked in straight to the dance floor, did our dance. And then it was like, party the whole night was just yeah well karen is very fun person so Mm -hmm. yeah any anything you plan is like that it's fun so it was just (laughs) yeah it was it was fun and i had people tell me it was fun so that that i really liked so go ahead what about the worst part yeah so (laughs) that also played into part of the worst part the worst part of my wedding day or the part that i would change if I had to go back is that I would have eaten more that day. So it was very busy and, you know, there's nerves and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I didn't eat. We had an evening wedding Mm -hmm. and then our reception was dessert and dancing. And there was a lot of food hors d'oeuvres and things like that, tons of food, but it was later. And so I didn't really eat lunch because of all the getting ready. And then there we got to the party and I just wanted to party and Paul kept trying to make me stop and eat food. And I was like, I don't want to eat I'm just going to dance. I'm going to have fun. <laughs> and so I, oh, we also did not know I was hypoglycemic yet, mm-hmm. but till the end of the party, I turned into like a beast. I was so that nice. <laughs> <laughs> Because my blood sugar was so low. And like, I know that now and I know like I need to eat better to keep my blood sugar up. But we got to the end and it was time to like for us to go. But there was a lot of cleanup. We had it in a church gymnasium and Paul wanted to stay and help them clean up. And I was like, no, (laughs) something came out of me that I'm sure made him super excited (laughs) to get to the hotel. Um, (laughs) I was like. This is our wedding. We are not staying. I well, just that's like fair. I got, but I, I yeah, was not very right, nice, right. and that was totally my bad blood sugar. So I would have just eaten better because I would have been so much but nicer. But I think that's great advice. I was told that before my wedding day, <laughs> yeah. and so I was very intentional about eating. Eating, mm-hmm. yeah. So that is really good advice. <laughs> what would you change about yours? Um, honestly, I would have 
this is probably not the best, but I would have been okay with just eloping. (laughs) (laughs) I liked our wedding, but honestly, I... I think that the biggest thing is that it's just about you and your mm-hmm. husband, mm-hmm. and I just felt like it took away from that. Right. And, and so, so much pressure. Yeah, or I would have had like 10 people. But right. the problem is, our families are huge. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was not possible. But right. Right. I would have been okay just focusing on right. our marriage and making it more simple. Yeah. Like, Which is I, so not like me because I do love planning things and right. parties and, and things. Pinterest. But, and Pinterest, yes. <laughs> but for that, that specific day, I would have rather and then done a reception or a party later but right right yeah Yeah. no I I get that it's it's a lot and there's just so much so much pressure and Mm -hmm. uh the feeling it's not that we need to but we you feel like everything has to be perfect yes there's that pressure mm -hmm. and then yeah timing everything out and it's Mm -hmm. just yeah it's not about the fact you guys are getting married right or it can be easily swayed yeah Okay, tell us something that your spouse is really good at. He's good at a lot of things. You mean in marriage? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we'll um, switch from wedding day to... Very good at mechanicking. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Not general life things. <laughs> um, he is... He's gotten so much better at so much this year, but I don't know. You go first. Okay, I need I'll to go think. First. What Paul is good at, and this is just mostly his personality, but he is very good at staying even keeled. Mm. And so I'm more emotional and more up and down and everything with me is big and exaggerated. Surprise, surprise. And so he's very good at being the steady in my storm Mm -hmm. and just like things don't rattle him. Things don't fluster him. If I get upset to the point where sometimes if I'm really upset over something, I can't even tell that he's on my side because he's so calm about it. Be (laughs) upset. You should be upset with me. Um, But that's, I think, really good. And it balances me out um, because he's just a lot more. It's not easygoing. It's just less flappable, less um, He's more steady. emotional, yeah. just very, very even, very yeah. steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is a good balance, though. Yeah. Steven, I'm what he's been. He has not always been very good at this, but he's been really intentional about it and learning about it. Um, he's been really good at listening mm. to me this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. or at least this half of the year. Right. He's been really intentional about it, though. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that is important mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And so he's worked really hard on it. Right. And even listening to your emotions, mm-hmm. which is not natural, does not come easy for most men. No. So, I, yeah, I was just telling Karen right. a story where I was not. Um, it really didn't make sense for me to be emotional, but I was. <laughs> also, I'm pregnant, so I'm just going to throw that in there. But uh, the emotions are real. Yeah, they feel real, and they're kind of dumb. But um, he was like, it's okay to have emotions. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. you really are being very intentional about this, because mm-hmm. that is not what his, I feel like, natural instinct is. So right. that's right. been nice. Um, okay, what do you love about being married? I think just having your person. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's that's just, what I would say. 
Um, even when the rest of the world seems to be falling apart or someone else isn't there or whatever. Mm -hmm. And clearly there are times in marriage when your husband isn't as emotionally available or isn't, you know, it's not always perfect. It's not always perfect. Right. But, but just being able, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you've got your person, you know, you've got that safe place, those safe arms, Mm -hmm. um, that sounding board, whatever. Yeah. Uh, other people are sometimes unavailable. I don't know what, for whatever they're doing their own thing, but yeah. you, you two are going through the same things usually or, yeah. or more so it affects them. So it's just someone to ride through life with. Definitely. Yeah. yeah and I you think the same or yeah, I do. I think the same. Um, and we're just really intentional of we're on the same team. Mm. We say that a lot. Mm-hmm. And but that's how it feels like when like other people, maybe you feel like they're against you or they don't see things the way you do. Not that Stephen mm-hmm. always sees things the way I do, but we're always mm-hmm. on the same team. And that is a really nice feeling. Right. Which is a huge, I think, marriage advice thing, you know, like mm-hmm. what you wish you knew when you were younger. Yeah. That same team thing. I think there are a lot of marriages where they aren't. On oh, the yeah. Same well, we've team. even done that. I mean, in our relationship. Um but Stephen will say now, even when we're fighting, he's really good at remember. He's like, you are not my enemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. Okay, we're I'm not, and you're not my team. enemy. Yeah. Right. We are on the mm-hmm. same team. That's a really important thing yeah. to remember. It is. Absolutely. And to verbalize it. Because I right. could think it, and I'm like, but you feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like hitting you. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Right. But oh. that's important. That's good. That's yeah. a good one. What is one? Oh, we already yep. answered that one. What is one way you could be a better wife? One way I could be a better wife is, I think, just more intentionality with... Um, walking away from the children and focusing on Paul. Yeah. So, I mean, I have four kids, so Mm -hmm. it's a lot of needing mom. Well, and how many years have you been a mom now? Right. 20 years. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so when I, when you, the more kids you have, the more they need of you, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody's sick or somebody's needs help with schoolwork, something like that. And so kids always need something of Mm -hmm. you. They always want your attention and they need it right you know and that's hard for me to sometimes say they need desire whatever my attention but also my husband does too and so right now I need to prioritize your dad and that's it's just a tricky balance and I'm not always good at that balance so sometimes I will focus on my kids to my husband's neglect they're louder (laughs) They for sure are. He'll just be quiet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Um, one way I could be a better wife, I was, well, um, not Paul, Mike talked about the submission competition. Mm-hmm. I definitely think Steven is beating me at that right now. Mm. <laughs> You're not supposed to be competitive about it, <laughs> but I definitely think I need to submit more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That I don't really Just know. Giving in of your way or your opinion. Yeah, my opinions and things. Because he is really good at listening, so he'll let me tell him. Mm-hmm. And maybe all the time he doesn't need to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's something I need to work on. Right. Okay, let's just talk about just some general advice, wisdom, things we wish we knew before we were married. Uh, The one that just immediately jumps into my head is, and it's, you're going to, everyone's going to be like, duh, Karen, but your husband is not your girlfriend. Yeah. So 
I think, at least for me, and you know, when we talk about that's our person, so many times then we as women expect our husband to behave like our girlfriends do. Or like our only person. Because when we right. say he's your person, we don't mean right. he's the only person. Right. Yeah. Right. And so it's super important to remember you still need girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And he still needs guy friends. Guys and guys relate different and girls and girls relate Mm -hmm. different. And we as women um, handle emotions differently and discussion differently. We're way more verbal than men, right? So they always say that so many times by the time a man comes home from work, he has expended his entire like allotted words for the day, right? So they're done. They just want to like chill, relax, Mm -hmm. zone out. And we still have thousands of words left. We're like, I've been saving all of this. (laughs) to tell you (laughs) words for you so just remembering that and in those moments too when you're emotional whatever you know we go to our husbands Mm -hmm. and what do husbands want to do they want to fix it and sometimes we just need someone to sit and listen or to cry with us Mm -hmm. and so there are times when I have to remind myself oh this is something I should have taken to a girlfriend I should not be expecting him to be my girlfriend right now he's he's going to receive this as a man as my husband as the one who wants to protect me jump mm-hmm. in fix it right. he's not going to receive this in the way that Brooklyn would if mm-hmm. I talk to Brooklyn she's gonna be like oh Karen I'm so sorry well that's yeah. the response I expect from Paul I'm probably not going to get that yeah so I think that's that for me that's a big one is don't expect your husband to be your girlfriend yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. What's something you um, think, wish you knew? Uh, that your husband is broken or wounded when mm. you guys get married and before that. <laughs> and there's a lot of, uh, I guess, baggage that they bring, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But expecting them to not be broken, mm-hmm. I think, is a setup for failure. Right. But expecting them to be broken helps you give them grace oh, yeah. when it comes yeah. out. Just like Especially, you're broken. Like in a tense moment, right? When you're Mm -hmm. both struggling or when you're, I don't even want to say fighting, but disagreeing, which sometimes feels like fighting and he's receiving it wrong. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. whoa, what in the world? Like, why did you take that so big? It was so small. But then if you can remind yourself, he's acting out of past brokenness or somebody wounded him in the past. Mm -hmm. And that's where this response is coming from. It's not aimed at me. This is his brokenness talking. Mm -hmm. It's just a good reminder to keep you more level in those moments. Yeah, and give you compassion Compassion. for them. Yes, definitely. Right. Uh, With that, talking about being wounded or broken, uh, two wounded people don't make a whole marriage. And this is something that I think I've really, the more counseling I've done, come to see. But so many people come broken into marriage and they expect when I get married, things are going to be better. Mm -hmm. I'll be whole. We'll work on it together. And I think that's just such a false, faulty assumption. Yeah. Um, I wish I could talk to every college student there is and say, get your crap in line. (laughs) Like, go to counseling now. Fix your stuff. Heal from your past before you even start dating. Because you come into it broken. You're just in such a different place. And then to expect to get whole and healthy in your marriage, 
I don't know, it's less likely to happen. It's harder and you're going to have so many more bumps. Plus when you do get everything in order and when you have healed, you're so different. And Mm -hmm. then, so then I have people who come into marriage, they're both broken. One of them goes through the process of healing and then they're like, I don't want to be married to this person anymore because he's so broken and I've got my stuff together now and we're not on the same page anymore. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's just, it's, it's super important. Quit slapping band-aids on gunshot wounds, go through the process of healing. And some people have some really big stuff from their childhood. Really, really big. Don't expect it to go away. Don't expect it to be good in marriage. And I'm not saying this one from my experience as much as from uh, counseling experience, Mm -hmm. but do the healing first. It will make things so much better in the long run. Yeah. And I think on the other side of that, if Mm -hmm. you are married and you are Mm -hmm. broken, Mm -hmm. I think it is important that you both receive help. Yes. Because like you said, when one person does, it's Mm -hmm. that unequally yoked thing. Mm -hmm. It makes things very complicated and hard. But there are so many people that want to help you. And that kind of goes into what I wish that I had known Mm -hmm. before I got married. And that's that all or no marriages are perfect, not one. And it can feel like when your marriage is struggling, that you're the only one struggling and Satan will make you feel shame over that. And he will want to keep it in the dark and he will want you to hide. Um, but there's so many resources for you, Mm -hmm. um, bringing Mm -hmm. in, it could be your life group leader. It could be a pastor. It could be a counselor, but there's so many people as, um, that have godly advice that can see it from an outsider's perspective versus the really heavy feelings that you get sometimes in that, those hard seasons of marriage. So, yeah. And speaking from a counseling perspective Mm -hmm. on that too, there's so many times that Paula and I look at each other and we say, we wish they would have come to us three years ago Mm -hmm. when this problem started, because now if you just let it fester and fester and fester, those problems are only going to get worse in Mm -hmm. your marriage and it's only going to get harder to heal and you're only going to get more distant from each other. So, you know, you're saying no marriage is perfect and it's okay to get help. Yeah. It is okay and do it soon. But Satan <laughs> will wait. try to make you feel like it's not. Right. It's hard. Or that and you're alone. Right you're bef- the, um, the yeah. only one. Right before you go, because mm-hmm. I go to counseling, right mm-hmm. before you go, I feel like it's like everything in you is like, don't say it, don't say it. Everything mm-hmm. will be ruined after you tell them that you need mm-hmm. help and it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it actually is so relieving to invite right. people into the hurt that you have. So, well, okay, let's just, let's make an analogy, right? If you go to the doctor and say, I'm sick, fix me. And then don't tell them what's wrong. How do they help? They can't give yeah. you the right medicine. They can't tell you, well, this would have prevented it, or this is what you need to do, right? You have to be willing to share that these are my right. symptoms and these are all of my symptoms. My kids, whenever they go to a doctor appointment, especially if I'm not there, I always say, don't downplay it. Oh, I just told my four or five year old that. Right. You've got to tell them how terrible you feel and you need to tell them every symptom or else they can't give you an accurate diagnosis. It's the same thing in counseling, Mm -hmm. right? If we go in and we're like, well, I'm going to tell them this, this, and this, but I'm going to hide this piece. How is your counselor, your pastor ever going to help you because they don't know the full situation. So Mm -hmm. bring it to the light, bring it, bring it into the light. I think what you're saying is so wise, be willing to get help and be willing to be vulnerable because that's the only way you'll actually get the help that you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, something I wish I knew about men before I was married is that men's brains work so differently than women's (laughs) brains. And that's just pure science. And probably everybody else knows this, but I don't think I realized it at first. Uh, there's a book that 
talks about the differences between men's brains and women's mm-hmm. brains, and it talks about how men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. And so men um, compartmentalize everything. So when they're talking, thinking about work, that's all they're talking and thinking about. Their brain isn't thinking about anything else. And when they're talking and thinking about fixing a truck, that's all they're mm-hmm. talking and thinking about. But women's brains are like pasta, and where every piece of pasta touches another one, it then veers off in a new direction. And so we are very adept at just changing topics and going from one thing to the next, and it's all interconnected in our brains, and it's not in theirs. And so I wish I had understood this sooner, that he's not necessarily going to track with me, and if I make a hard turn, I better warn him. Because there's (laughs) even last night, we were talking about somebody, and then I started talking about somebody else because it just popped a thought into my brain. And he's like, well, we're not talking about her anymore. And I was like, oh, no, no, this is no longer about Valerie. You know, like, yeah, no, (laughs) now I'm talking about, I was like, you did not follow that? No, he didn't because his brain was focused on Valerie. Mm -hmm. So... It's just our brains are, are so different. Yeah. So <laughs> that helps have compassion too, because instead of being like, you're right? not listening to me, right? it's like, oh yeah, I am. I am going crazy with my noodles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that goes back to the whole like wanting yeah. to fix it thing mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. When you talk to them and you come to them with a problem, a, girl, right, a girlfriend is going to hear you and hear the emotions and be sad. And a dude is like, how do I fix this? Mm-hmm. How do I what get her out I of do? this trouble? Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah. yeah, their brains are just very different than ours, which is good. It is good. God did that on purpose right. for good reason. Yeah. Okay, last one, I think. Okay. Um, oh, this one has been big for me mm-hmm. this year as my husband's starting a new business. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like God has really been teaching me this, but encouraging and not criticizing is mm-hmm. really important. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I could have when Stephen told me he wanted to start this business and it, in it, crossed my mind to do this. Tell him all the reasons why it would not work. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to be mean or say you couldn't mm-hmm. do it. To me, it's like, oh, I'm Caution. I'm helping you <laughs> right. because then you can plan for all of this. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's already thought of all of that. He hears it. Um, he needs to be encouraged. And yeah, right. I just felt the Holy Spirit tell me that um, if I encourage him and build him up, he's going to do so much better. Right. And Right. I can trust the Holy Spirit to give him conviction right. where he needs it. I don't right. need to be doing that. Or if he asks for yeah, that. Or if he asks for right. my help. He right. said that to me one time. He's like, okay, I want your opinion when I ask. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. But that's important. And I don't know if you, have you seen the books, uh, have a new kid by Friday. And there's one called have a new husband by no. Friday. And I think it's uh, Dr. Kevin Lehman who wrote them could be wrong, but he just, it's kind of talks about this psychology and mm-hmm. how to help your husband change. And basically what do all wives do? They nag, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you ne- or they, you never take out the trash. I wish you would take out the trash or when are you going to take out the or trash? You're doing that, you know, whatever, yeah. all of that. But he even talks in that book about how positive encouragement goes so much farther well, I towards getting imagine. the result that you want. So if yeah. he does it right once, then applaud it call it to notice like, oh man, I appreciate that you took out the trash last Friday. Thank you so much for doing that or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know? Yeah. I just couldn't imagine being beat down and then trying to do something risky and scary that you're feeling like God is calling you to. And it doesn't even have to be big, but, um, we're supposed to be their supporters and God gave us, we're their helpers. And 
beating them down or telling them why they are not good enough is not going to be helpful. And that takes (laughs) great intentionality. Yes. Because sometimes, and depending on how we're wired, we Mm -hmm. are not necessarily more critical, but maybe more cautious. And aware of Right. We see the red flags. Mm -hmm. And so we feel like, oh, as his helper, I will help him by saying all of these things. Yeah, you can definitely turn it. Right. You're so intelligent. But then it goes back to trusting God. Like, okay, is God, if God is calling you to this, I trust him to lead you. Right. And I'm going to pray a lot right. for his guidance. Yeah. So, and I think that's a good uh, place to end is just on prayer, praying mm-hmm. for your spouse, being their biggest prayer warrior. And if there's something that needs to change in them, remembering it's not up to us to change them, that's up to God. And so yes. if we want something changed, pray about it, mm-hmm. ask God for it, ask God to do that work in his life. And I will warn you. Every time I've ever done that, I've been shown what I need to change. So be prepared. <laughs> but there have also been answers to prayer that For sure. you've seen 100%. even in this last year where God oh, has yeah. just done incredible work yes. in Stephen's heart and mm-hmm. things that yeah. you've you've just seen him um, God work in Stephen's yeah. life. And so it's it's so prayer is so powerful. So I've awesome. been shown that so much through my marriage. So awesome. but. Yeah. All right. Well, we will wrap it up. And I think we come back after Christmas now. Next week is know. Christmas. This That's insane. No, not, yeah, is it? it is. Oh my it's the next word. Sunday. It's, yeah, <laughs> oh no. so we won't be here next week. And then it's Christmas and then we come back after that. So okay. we will talk to you again after Christmas. And until we do, keep looking, looking above. above.